Trendy is presented for the people by Caesar Sportsbook, the greatest sports betting app of all time. Download it, must be 21 years or older. Yes! Welcome back to another edition of Trendy, presented by Omaha, the show where we like to compete while exploring the best ways to wager for casual cappers. And Dave, I think we need to modify one of your famous savings. We need a a reverse Jerry Orbach. You always come out and say, when I'm wrong, I say I'm wrong. But what do we have to say when I'm right? I say I'm right because you almost swept the board with your hockey picks. You're out to a 15.1 to 11.8 lead. I almost swept the board as well. I hit everything but Kansas, who gave up the first ever uh, Big 12 victory to uh, also ran, blew a 12-point lead. I should have cleaned it out, but I just can't keep up with you. I can't keep up with you. So give me the reverse or back. When I'm right, I say I'm right. The floor is yours. When I'm right. I'm going to say I'm right, although I'm so modest. I hate to pat myself on the back. <laughs> you know, that's not my way. That's not who I am. Listen, I'm over the moon. That Yeah, you did at the top, I feel, was perhaps a little more authentic than maybe in some of the dead spots. Maybe in July, you may not sure. be as enthusiastic at the top of a show. But if you have a pulse and you like sports, or even if you have one or the other of those two things going for you, on a weekend. I what is crazy to me is for real is that there is I'm looking at social media as we do this show on Friday and there is a decent percentage of self-proclaimed football fans that are more concerned with their ongoing empathy for the football players now and say <laughs> hey these games are officially unsafe with the with the weather outside. They just need to postpone it. Well, sorry. Hey, what's safe is safe. And that's what we got to what are we doing? What are really what are we doing? I mean, like the fake empathy, the concern for these millionaires, this is what it's all about, everybody. Yeah. These are the iconic moments that are about to be forged and they're made way, way, way better by some muck and or Meyer. Come on. Yeah, so obviously the players want to compete. They want to get out there and play despite the elements. And by the way, the fans that are going to go to this game, they live for this, right? Like, they want to be the guys diving through the table in sub-frozen weather. Like, who are you actually advocating for? The 80,000 people in the crowd want to be there. The people on the field want to be there. Who are you protecting? You hate it when you're there, but I can assure you on the other side, you're going to remember it for at least the next four to six decades. That you were there, and as I always say, what football, because of not just that it has generally been played outdoors, but also because of where it is on the on the uh, actual calendar, it aligns that it is is set up perfectly to create memories that just can't be replicated by baseball. If it's like that out if it's snowing in a baseball game, well, now you do have to cancel it. And then hockey and basketball are played under a roof. And yes, there are special moments, obviously, with all those sports, if you're a diehard fan, but there's something different about the collective experience that, you know, we're all delusional, as I say, with about sports that these guys, these millionaires care about us and about our town because they wear the uniform that says our town's name on it and all that. And we have to suspend reality and uh, and assume that they care at least as much as we do. But the shared experience of being in zero degree weather. And I've been in it for football games, for playoff games in the past. 
there's a vibe that, hey, we're all in this together, man. Now, yeah. listen, the fact that they're getting run into by uh, 300 pound men running fast is a is an important distinction. But still, in that moment, you feel like this is all of us. And it's that collective that makes football teams and football the number one sport in just about every sports town. And not coincidentally, where is that not true? Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. It's more of a Lakers Dodgers town than it is a football town. Why? Because they are no of the, there are none of those special memories existing for LA football and nothing to do with like, Oh, the elements. Remember that game? And we, swear, well, we, we, we chilled for four hours. We sat in those conditions. We gave it all. But we came out yeah. glorious. And you remember it forever. Yeah, well, this is exactly right. This is why the ratio of people who claim they were at the snow game versus that were at the Super Bowl is like 20 to 1. Like, I'd like to congratulate, really? retrospectively, Patriots fans for packing in 1.2 million people into the stadium that day who all claim they were there to watch the vegetarian kick. Mm -hmm. But yet... I can't find 15 Rams fans that were in attendance at their own Super Bowl when they won it. And this is well, Adam Carolla, talking about. Adam Carolla's on public record that he left that Rams Patriots, that first one in New Orleans at halftime. Like, ah, the guy in front of me kept standing up. I just went back to the hotel and watched it. That's the Rams <laughs> fan. That's the quintessential Rams fan experience right there. But yes, yes, of course. This is uh, this is what it's all about. And, and great tie into the uh, to the current news. I have decreed. I did on Thursday's minus three with Kevin Hench, diehard Patriots and Boston sports fan. We deep dove or he did on the Bill Belichick 20 year run. We gave yep. him a little checklist quiz of like. Who's the best non-Tom Brady player of the era? Who was their toughest rival and so on and so forth? Go take that quiz. But yeah, I think that if it's not the Malcolm Butler play, I think the Adam Vinatieri kick in the snow is the greatest play in the Patriots 20-year run. And it has everything to do with the elements. It has everything to do with the, with the fact that it was super duper snowy in New England. And I could make a case that if it hadn't snowed, the Raiders smoke them and there is no Patriots dynasty. So I caution any future would-be dynasty against Dome and your crap. Cut that out. I listened to the minus three. I enjoyed the hell out of it, despite Hedge. Hedge basically, his position is, if you don't believe Bill Belichick is the Lord Almighty, that he will smite you down and you will spend eternal damnation in all of hellfire. Like, his extraordinarily extremist position about thinking about Belichick, and, like, I don't know if this is just the, the mass hole in him. I don't know if this is just the emotion of the guy just retiring, but the extent to which he took the position, the strength of it, the way he wouldn't even entertain any other word around it was truly awe-inspiring. And like, not only that, Hench is a worldly fellow. Hench like loves all sports. He seems to have an encyclopedic knowledge of everybody who's ever played in any of them. It's pretty incredible. And like Sir Alan Ferguson from soccer had won more titles than Belichick in a more competitive league. And so like, I will listen to Bill Belichick being the best coach in the NFL. I'll listen to being the best coach in every, uh, every sport. But like, there are people throughout the world that would scoff at the idea of Bill Belichick possibly being the best coach in any organized sport ever because it was not Sir Alex Ferguson. It's like 20 other guys that you can name that at least we can have a conversation about and not be shouted out about how we're such idiots. I mean, all right. I mean, like, I, I, I don't know what you want for me on this one. Like you, the, the coach over in Europe told, uh, told his guys to kick it 
good. Like, I mean, okay, that's not, listen, that's that wrong audience for me, Merkler. Go I know, but you, you were don't do that with Brad uncovered in glory. I, 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 I have no, I, I don't understand. I'm sorry, I'm an ugly American. You know, I don't continue, I continue to just not understand the spatial quality of soccer. I don't understand why they don't kick it at the goal more. It seems like it'll sure. go in a lot of the time if they just kick it hard at the goal. And I don't know why. It's so I watch that game. And I watch it all the time. I really do. But this is, I always think it's like, talk about empathy. This is, I feel like this must be what my wife or people who hate football or basketball or hockey feel like watching when I watch soccer. It allows me to tap into that frame of mind. Because when I watch soccer, I'm just like, the guy's running with the ball and he gets near the big penalty area, the big, you know, the big rectangle area, rectangular area in front of the goal. And he gets right on the cusp of it. And I'm like, oh, he's going to, he should shoot it. And then he kicks it way out to the side, way off wide. Like, what the <laughs> hell are you doing, man? Just kick it hard. It seems like the ball like goes like like that a lot. And sometimes it bends right into the corner. Just do that. That's their best shot of scoring goals. Anyway, sure. All right. What do we, do? Hen- we need to talk football. Real quick. Hench, real quick. I revise. I apologize. The greatest coach in history is Dave Damashek with his Thank just you. kick it at the goal soccer takes. Somebody hire him and watch the titles rack up. I just thought, but like you were even bringing up Joe Gibbs. And so like just the idea that it's just this extremist position that there's no debate to be had about it. Like, yes, let's give him his flowers. Yes, he won a lot of titles. But let's also not pretend there's not a debate to be had about basically anything in sports, let alone this subject. Well, yeah, I think, well, you, 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 you hypothesize maybe he was just being a asshole and I think he's digging his heels in and the book is now closed. And as I always say, that book will open up in about a half century from now when an inquisitive young football fan says, what was that early 21st century New England Patriots thing all about? And when he goes to try and find out some facts about it, all they'll find is a big stain all over it because that's what we're all going to remember whether you like it or not, Patriots fans. I know you don't want that to be true. And now is the time to genuflect to your twin heroes, Belichick and Brady, and rightly so. But whether you like it or not, the rest of football America perceives that 20-year run to be stained. And it will remain that way for all of time. That ink is permanent. Let me let me throw a chainsaw in the hot tub. The Super Bowl is named after a coach. Like the trophy is named after a coach. And that name was never mentioned a single time yesterday. Is this modern bias or is the game so dated from like the 50s and 60s when Lombardi was running wild that he shouldn't come up in this conversation whatsoever? I get the Lombardi shout and he happens to straddle the pre-Super Bowl era and that's murky stuff. And I mean, listen. Eddie Spaghetti, who's filling in for Brett today there behind the glass, is the personification of exactly this. Like where football starts for me is the Super Bowl era. That's where it all, you know, that that's a, that is a natural launch point, whether you were around for it or not, which I wasn't when Super Bowl started. Um, but that's a that's a good chapter one for football to to pick up. I, as far as I'm concerned, and as I say, the 58 championship is called the greatest game of all time because it made football relevant. So by definition, everything that happened before that is irrelevant. I don't care what Don Hudson did against my forefathers with my athletic ability. I get it, too. The inflection points are these. Super Bowl era starts. AFL and NFL merge. That's a huge moment in the last, you know, 60-ish years. Then the Mel Blunt rule 
moves things forward. You can't manhandle receivers. It frees up. It liberates offense. And so it goes. That's the next big one. Free agency is obviously massive. And the ongoing 21st century liberation of offenses. These are ongoing inflection points that give further advantage to the offense to, I guess, entice casual fans who like a lot of points. But Eddie, but you know, I don't think Eddie Spaghetti cares about what happened in the 70s. In fact, I know it, right, Spaghetti? Well, as far as I'm concerned, football started with Bill Parcells and the New York nah. Giants. So that's it. <laughs> so around 1980, 81-ish for Eddie Spaghetti when they draft uh, Lawrence Taylor. That's yeah. Where, that's his start point. All right. Well, whenever. I, by, football- by the way, I do think it is. I, I've really been in this headspace since Spaghetti said this yesterday. It's funny to me that. Save like uh, there are a lot of people. Eddie Spaghetti's one of them who who never experienced football without Belichick and Saban. It's remarkable. Yeah. You know, like for us, I was thinking about that with like music. I, there, I, I What was I listening? Oh. One of my kids asked me, I was listening to, as I often do, OK Computer, and I have anointed it the greatest album of all time in Dave Damashek's book. Um, and one of my kids said, when was this recorded? And I said, 1996. And it was before she existed. And so it felt like I was like, well, it was not that long ago. But of course, for in, in her world, it's the equivalent of an album coming out in 1960 to me. Though That yeah. contextual stuff and how the world is regarded, like Eddie Spaghetti is a huge Pearl Jam fan. To him, that's the for him, that's the equivalent of me being a deadhead, you know, which I I, I dabbled in in my uh, in my college and post college years. And so I, you have to try to apply that context in these conversations. Like some people have no idea what you're even talking about when you bring up Lombardi. To your point, I mean, I'll make my case for Chaz Noel, and but yeah, Belichick is obviously on the short list of best ever. Well, well, look at music too. Joe Gibbs, my guy. I mean, look, luckily music's a little more timeless, right? Like nobody's ever made the argument like, well, Radiohead can't be an all-time great band because they never had to play against black people. Like that's just not something that's said in the music world. Like it's had something that's a little more uh, even throughout the course of time, right? I don't know. I could have that debate with you. And I know that that's not the the uh, the point of of this particular program. So we'll have to schedule this once football season's over and we can that we can dig in on it a little bit more. But I always make the I think the the better analogy is the one I always make. I love Lucy is a funny show. Lucy a ball is dynamite. She's really great. And the 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 sitcom premise and everything else has developed largely with that show. Go watch it now, though. Are you laughing at yeah. it? No, of course not. You've moved on from it. Vince Lombardi did important things that establish football that allow you to turn the NFL into a skyscraper. But it doesn't mean that I think Vince Lombardi would have anything of value to offer to 21st century football, which leads us back to Bill Belichick. I'm not so sure that a 72 year old man who in the last few years sure feels like his his way got outmoded is the guy for the Atlanta Falcons or anyone else to go after. I don't get really pathetic, in my opinion. I don't mean to badmouth these these franchises that are desperate for relevance and to get into the playoffs, but like the answer is the guy who just said yesterday, like, I'm a patriot for life. Like, that's the guy you want. You're that desperate. Pathetic. Dude, I'm I'm dying. Like, you remember where Lombardi went uh after he left? Oh yeah. Listen, don't I I I, I get it. For Belichick, as a guy who loves pro football history, I get it, you know, a million times over how much he would dig taking over that Washington franchise and, you know, making it relevant once again, what that would mean as a final chapter in his coaching career. 
you as a commies fan. Oh my God. I mean, Ben Johnson, Bobby yeah. Slowick, anybody to reboot back to zero. You do not need a 72 year old uh, mercenary. Go ask the Tampa Bay Buccaneers fans what value they see three years later in that mercenary led Lombardi that they got. Like, does that have any meaning to you? Oh, I would take that. Oh, no, 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 I would take that. Come on. Belichick Belichick comes with a parade that hire him tomorrow. I'm just afraid of like Lombardi, Jordan, Belichick. This is where like legends come to die. I just don't want to do it again. I hadn't really thought about it. I always associate the Raiders with guys running out the string and later in life, Arizona is where a lot of people kind of unironically retire to or spend their last year or two of professional sports. Man, I hadn't really thought about that. Yeah, you're right. DC is the dumping ground for all of this. It's, kind it's of not stuff. the dumping ground for like the average guy running out the string. It's the dumping ground for goats. It's like Deion the Sanders of all time. did that. Really, yeah. You know, end your career. Yeah, right. A lot. Bruce Smith did that. Boy, I hadn't really connected that. And the Capitals are have turned into that. They don't need outside help. They're just doing that all on their own. Um, I, uh, I, I think that's great. So, Phyllis, I know this is high stakes and I seem like a lunatic. Yeah. But you, as a desperate fan who's been out in the wild, walking in the desert with no yeah. shot at a Lombardi for way too long, you're saying here and now, if it's a mercenary led, Belichick comes in, wins the Super Bowl, and then bails. You're like, hey, love it. Thousand percent. Really? Thousand percent. No, no, sad. no doubt in my mind. I mean, come on. Like, this is where you and Hench are like, you have your insufferables. Like, you guys have won so many titles. You've had so many victories. You drunk from the cup yourself, like, so many times. When you have not seen, like, the light of day for 20, what, 30 years, uh, 20, yeah, 1992. So 31 years now, we have not had a single shot. We've not been competitive. We've never been in the mix. We've never come close. We don't go to conference championships. And like, this is largely across all the sports. Of course, of course. Like if you've been locked away for 30 years, the first time you see sunlight, you're like, I don't know. I don't know. I'm I'm, I'm set the way the wind blew in that pleasant breeze. Like I wish it had come in a different way. It's like, no, this is glorious. Give it to me because I need it this badly. If you're desperate, I guess so. I can, I, I, I guess I sort of see where you're coming from. But, you know, people have said to me, like, would you want Ray Lewis on the Steelers if that meant a Lombardi? The answer is no. And I don't like that Ray Lewis. But you Lewis can't put yourself of, in the headspace because you, well, want I know I can't, but- you have too many rings. You have too much glory because now you want to win it your way. But Call uh, me there's, Thanos. What, there's, there's what there's there's 32 teams. So let's say you live to be uh, 75, 80 years old. On average, you should see two championships to three championships your entire life. You're really going to quibble with one coming your way when that's the odds that you face. Do you hear everybody what Toby Mergler just did? He has now pulled back the curtain on what sucks about parody. Right. Everybody's number should just come up. It should just be like it's our turn, and that undermines having actual advantage owed to the intellect of the people in the front office and the talent of the guys in the locker room. And when it's just a number, like, well, I mean, eventually your number's got to come up because of parity, then what are we doing at all? Let's just sit here. Let's just cut to the chase and flip coins and decide heads or tails for, for the rest of the day. It's a, well, what a we want is the merit of the guys in the, in the franchise that are making the difference. That's what, that's what's to be celebrated about. Parity. And let me say this to you. What I hate is what you're talking about with Belichick. If he would come in, give you a title and walk out the door. 
I didn't like when Ray Lewis co-opted that entire Ravens Super Bowl a decade ago, and it became entirely about Ray Lewis. And I, I would talk with Ravens players. I'd be like, you're a little raw that the entire thing just turned into like a farewell to Ray Lewis. Like, yeah, there were some other guys in the locker room, as it turned out. I didn't like it when it became all about Jerome Bettis going back to oh, Detroit when the Steelers finally got over. I was like, hey, there are other guys. There are some other good stories here besides the retiring running back playing in his hometown. I, and if Belichick did that, the Washington football franchise would get zero glory. It would all be about the old man doing one last thing as he heads off into the sunset. You you would be an afterthought as the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are to Tom Brady adding another Lombardi on his way out the door. I'd be a much happier afterthought than I am right now because I'm currently an afterthought since we're never competitive. And I'm not saying that you should win one out of every 32. I'm not saying this is roulette. I give everybody the talent. I'm just talking about the expected value of titles in your lifetime. And when there's this precious and they're this rare, like take them when you can ever get them no matter the circumstance. Like ask how many like uh, uh, Red Sox fans and Cubs fans Prior to the the okay, you ain't that. Washington, uh, longtime Washington football fans are not equivalent. But okay, I take your point. But what you're really doing is, forgive me. Have you seen the movie Legends of the Fall? You know, with Brad Pitt. You know, looks he's almost like a woman. He's so beautiful with the long, flowing, uh, flaxen locks and everything. All women swooned when he took the hat off and everything else. I guess I'm swooning now too. Um, You. Are, or or your favorite football team, at least, would be the older brother in that movie, in that equation. Like, I know that you really are more into Brad Pitt, my younger brother. I know, I know that he's your true love, but if you'll marry me and hang out with me later in life, I'll take it because that's how pathetic I am. Is that who you want to be? Or do you want to be Brad Pitt? No, I'm the older I'm brother. I'm Brad who- Pittsburgh. Uh, <laughs> Brad Pittsburgh. It all, all right. came around, Eddie Spaghetti. You, you hear that? All right, Brad Pittsburgh. I'm the older brother who's covered in boils, who's never known a woman's touch for the last 40 years with a you know like horribly disfigured, who smells bad, and suddenly any woman wants to get within a thousand feet of me. I'm like, please, please come my way. What if you'll share my bed with me for a little <laughs> while? I'll take it. I have no better options, Bill. You have you have no empathy back to the context of somebody who hasn't won. I'm a pirate fan. As many times as you have. Yeah, but you have a Steelers fan as well. You guys never go under 500. You're constantly in the mix. You're always relevant. You've got lots of trophies. Like, you just don't know what it's like, sir. Here we go, Steelers. Here we go. Here we right, go, well, Steelers. Here we go. Well, here we go, Steelers. Here we go, indeed. Steelers. Here we go. Come on. It's almost here. Well, here we go to a commercial break, and then I have a Steelers pick coming at you right after we get back. Me too. You know, when the conversation turns stampers, I always go with my number one as Caesars. Let's talk about them a little bit, shall we? Tickets to the game, merch, meals at iconic restaurants, stays at Caesars Palace. All this can be yours when you bet with Caesars Sportsbook. Win or lose, every bet earns rewards credits, which you can redeem across the empire. Now, if you haven't started yet, register using this code. Listen up. Omaha full, the word Omaha and the word full. And then you place your first bet up to $1,250. If you win, great. If you keep those winnings, but if you lose, you'll get your stake back 
as a bonus bet. 21 and over only. Offer valid and must be physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Massachusetts, Maryland, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming. New users and first $10 plus wager only. Must register with eligible promo code. Bet amount of qualifying wager. Returned only if wager is settled as a loss. Maximum bonus bet, $1,250. Bonus bet expires 14 days after receipt. Tier credits and reward credits will be added to account within seven days after qualifying wager settles. See caesars.com slash promos for full terms. Void where prohibited. Know when to stop before you start gambling problem. Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Colorado, Wyoming, Kansas, affiliated with Kansas Crossing Casino, call 1-800-522-4700. Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. Licensed through Horseshoe, Bossier City, and Harris, New Orleans. Massachusetts, call 1-800-327-5050 or visit GamblingHelplineMA.org. Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117. Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Ohio, Pennsylvania, affiliated with Harris, Philadelphia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER or West Virginia, 1-800-GAMBLER.net, New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperice.com. It's only a kick. A jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. All right, Dave, we are back, and I think we are going to have one or two NFL selections for the folks home at home today. I personally did my best to touch every single game. I don't know about you. I don't know if we're about to be hit with about four or five Steelers picks. If you're going to find ways to jam them all the way into the show, but let's find out right now. What is your heart pick? I mean, I think it's fairly obvious where I'm going here, and, you know, the Steelers – Getting in there, nine and a half at last look now, catching nine and a half from the Bills. Snow, severe winds, 34 and a half expected points between not one, but both pro football teams in 2024. 34 and a half total points expected from the experts on this one. To take the Steelers and say they'll get past that number would be surviving. But I like to live. Are you going money line? Steelers on the money line. Oh my god! Oh my god! Thank you, thank you, all NFL teams who conspired to choke in the last four weeks of the season, allowing the Steelers to sneak in here and require Dave Damashek to defend his honor. To be like the people who uh, provided the steel that fought the Nazi scourge, and be required to take the money line here on this show and allow me to catch up. In this uh, hole I find myself in. I want it real bad. 
because the, I, I, re, I mean, obviously, I would like the Steelers to win in the postseason, period. But again, imagine if they do, they go to Charm City to play the Ravens. Yeah, That's all that needs to happen for that to be the divisional round matchup for the number one seed. Steelers win. That's it. Nothing else needs to happen. Now, the other side that would be a little less satisfying for me, but Joe Flacco's Browns, if they beat the Texans, that's who goes to Baltimore. Both of those are juicy. But of course, if you're a football fan, period, at this time of the year, I mean, Steelers at Ravens in the divisional round. Ooh, la and la. Let's well, do we'll it. see if we get it. What uh, What is the money line at on Caesars right now? Do you know, Dave? It is plus 360. Plus 360 for the Steelers. If you, uh, look, if you hit that, I'm probably going to lose. So you're going to be a double victor if they come through for you. I'm going to stick in the same game, though, and I'm going to take that over. Bill Steelers over mm. 35 points at Caesars is minus 110. And this is like... I have to throw out weather. Like, I know that's like, you know, besides that, Mrs. Lincoln, how was the play? But the Steelers just lost TJ Watt, so their defense should be a little bit worse. But to what you've been screaming about over and over again, they just got Mason Rudolph. Like, they've got to have a quarterback who's going to push it down the field a little bit more, be a little more aggressive, not constantly try to lean into these, like, 12-10 victories. And all we have to do is get to this, like, 2017 scoreline, 23-13, whatever it might be, all all uh, covers this really low number. And so it's a heart pick because my, my theory is this number is based on the first 14, 15 weeks of the season, but the current status right now of the Steelers, of the type of – of game they're going to play here without TJ Watt and with Mason Rudolph doesn't reflect that. So mother nature is damn near undefeated, but I am going to fail mother nature, nature on this one and take the over in this game. I, well, I, I guess this is good news because the number now that I'm looking at it is uh, modified now down to 34, which is great Ooh, for you, except for the better. fact that that indicates that they're looking at the same forecasts that we are. And the it could be that Patriots-Bills game from whatever that was two, three years ago, where it's like, yeah. a, what was the final score to that? Three to minus four, something <laughs> like that, whatever it was. It was an unsatisfying watch, and I can sincerely tell you I'm not rooting for that. If it's snowy, great. It'll add to the atmosphere. But, like, the only time it's, like, I don't like the weather is when it just turns it into, like, I I, I have no ability. Who would know anything about anything? Yeah. This is such a crappy way to end the one-team season. It's just a fluke, you know? Like, ironically, it's a snow globe game because all you're doing is shaking it and let things fall where they may. I know I sound like a hypocrite. I I love the elements, but that wind that just negates any ability to do anything is is a bridge too far for Dave. And that's exactly right. Thank you for making that point. Like, historically, snow is overrated as an impact in terms of handicapping. Wind is underrated. So, yeah. like, pay more attention to the wind than uh, the white stuff falling from the sky because that's what impacts the score a little bit more. High winds, I mean, anecdotal reference, but week one, th- uh, three seasons ago now, two Roethlisberger's la- uh, first game of his last season. They go in there and beat Buffalo. It's September, but it's high winds, and Josh Allen could not get off that day as a result. So if if that means something to you, then apply it here. Let's, let's see what we see. I think it's going to be gusty, at least. Hopefully, they're not constant. Windy. We'll see what we get. Yeah, High winds. All right. What do we got for you in the head category? Another Steelers take, or are you going to go somewhere else? I, you know, I, I labored long and hard over, over this one in particular. And I'll, I'll be, I don't want to jive you. 
there's not anything really just leaping out to me as obvious other than that 10, probably nine and a half, less so, but 10 um, points from either side, any team in those conditions means I should be taking the Steelers here, but I just did my heart picks. I think that would be bad form, right? Yeah. That's bad yep. form. If I that say would be bad form. Steelers right. plus nine and a half, right? So I don't want to do that. All right. The one, so head is the one I feel the strongest about, or is it the one I'm going to double? I'm going to go Rams plus three. Okay. All right. I'm going Rams plus three, because if you start thinking that game through, now I'm addressing what where my head goes is kind of like, you know, oh, they're getting, they're, LA's getting points up there in the dome. And we, I don't know if you heard, but uh, Matthew Stafford used to be on the Lions and Jared Goff used to be on the Rams. This adds intrigue to the game for a lot of people, myself included. I love that crap. Um, but I, I, I don't think there's a ton to, to like who has the edge in that spiritual sense there. Practically, have you watched the Lions play? I don't know how they cover up Cup and Nakua. And the heater that Stafford's on, and it doesn't mean much to me that it's against his old team, just there should be a, a big advantage for that Rams offense. And the explosion of Kyron Williams, I, like, I just don't see a ton of evidence that the Lions are built to slow this Rams team down. And so if we're talking about, you know, a high end, like a high scoring shootout, I'm going to lean with the future Hall of Famer, Matthew Stafford. Rams. Yeah. Great. And, uh, I, I, if you want to take the money line at plus 135, may as well. Well, I don't know about may as well because uh, against the spread, and let me, first of all, I'm joining, I, I'm not uh, tailing that, but my head pick has the Rams plus three as one of the elements in it. Because mm-hmm. I'm behind you, I kind of have to push the pedal to the floor a little bit and I have to play some parlays. And plus, I wanted to get in action on all five games. So my head pick, I am joining you in Rams plus three. Um, and reasons I can give for numbers behind it, besides all of the stylistic things that you pointed out, is that underdogs have done extraordinarily well against the spread in wildcard weekend since they expanded it to six games. And so in the, in the last five years, underdogs are 20 and 10 against the number. And this is my favorite underdog of the week is Rams plus three. If I wanted to make sure that I could ride the trend, this is my best one. So I'm jumping on it. Um, and I think they're just flat out better than Lions, just like you do. And also the three points means you don't have to live in fear of the hook, particularly in a parlay like the one I'm playing, because if you do push, you know, just leverage down, you still get the uh, other side of the parlay. To okay. That against. makes, that makes and sense. So, you're, you're surviving. I like it. I like it. I, I'm not, uh, I don't mean that in a negative sense here. Yes, I think you're right. Okay. No money line, just plus three. That's my official head pick. You're right. And the way I'm going to live, because I'm not going to survive, I'm just going to live. I am going to add a second leg to this. I am going to make it a parlay and I'm throwing in Kareem Hunt under 6.5 receiving yards. You put the two of them together, Dave, this is plus 268. This is purely born out of uh, some empirical research. They, this is my favorite bet in the game is because he has failed to hit this number in nine out of his last 10, including in week 16 against the Texans, where he only had five yards in the air despite receiving four targets, which was his season high. Utilizing Hunt in the passing game does not seem to be part of their game script whatsoever, particularly with Flacco pushing the ball down the field a little bit. 
bit more. And the Texans have also done a good job limiting receivers out of the backfield, holding entire teams to an average of only 12 yards in each of the last four weeks. So I think Cleveland does find a way to beat Houston in this game. I do like them on the money line. I do like them to cover the two, but I don't think they do it this way, which will allow me to win this bet and close this gap between us. I wish you nothing but the best. You've, but I, you, you, you insist on doing these, uh, the these multi bets here. I don't. You're swinging for the fences. I admire it. You're trying to Dave Kingman this thing. Good. good well, I'm, I'm chasing. Like I, I didn't have to do know, this on Monday because you're so damn good at this. I'll suddenly I have to open it up and, and make some GD more. GD right, I am, friend. All right. Well, on the heater side, uh, you're locked in. You're fading the Capitals. You have the rags over them in each of their games on Saturday and Sunday. You hear about that, Spaghetti? Yeah, we have Eddie here. Are you feeling good that Dave is back in the rags, or do you think he's throwing his stink? Is this a reverse jinx to have your guys fall behind? I like the rags by a goal and a half in both those games, Spaghetti. Well, you are the jinx because they got whipped last night. So uh, maybe every time you pick them, they lose. I, I mean, right, well, that's then, what happened. I mean, I don't know. I feel terrible about that. Well, I, I actually, well, I was checking my text. Sheck just asked me to come on for the next 16 consecutive weeks, and it'll be all rats picks. <laughs> well, then we have, and the Islanders, and <laughs> the Leafs, and the Bruins, and the, yeah, anyway. There you go. Uh, I'm sticking with the same bet I gave out Wednesday on my heater, which is Kawhi over 0.5 first quarter assists. Wemby over 1.5 first quarter rebounds. This plays out at plus 173. Could not have been an easier cash on Wednesday. Uh, Kawhi picked up his assists, I think, in the first 17 seconds. Like, opening possession, he just threw like a asked for a three, picked up his assist, and then Webby picked up one of the fastest triple-doubles in NBA history in only 21 minutes, had five rebounds in the first quarter, was a laugher, wasn't even close. It's, it's nice to not sweat a bet for once. And I don't see any reason it's going to change tonight. Kawhi gets the Grizzlies. He hits this bet over 80% of the time. It's not like they have somebody who's going to fully shut him down or keep him from throwing a lazy swing pass in the first quarter that results in a bucket. And then Wemby's going against another bad team. He had the Pistons Wednesday. He's got the Hornets tonight. And Mark Williams, the leading rebounder for the Hornets, is not even playing. So I think this is my best bet of the entire show, and it's at plus 173. I like it very much. I do, So for me, I you know, I maybe I'm feeling myself a little bit here. That sounds weird out of context. I don't mean it like that. <laughs> the other one I would go with as like, I know it, it won't be wrapped up, obviously, by Sunday, but if I can just throw one to you for future Please. reference. It's not that juicy, but the bookmakers are telling you what the score is here. The 49ers are minus 140 to win the NFC. That's going to happen. Yeah. Like there's just, I, I, I do not see unless the, the, our guy, Will Brinson came on minus three, three or four weeks ago. And I said, do you see anybody? I mean, like the Cowboys and Eagles based on the results that we've seen in the last couple of months, have zero shot against the Niners. They have gotten annihilated. Things aren't going to change that much to reverse the result. Maybe the Lions can beat them up running the ball a little. I don't know. Or the other option would be Matthew Stafford is who Will Brinson said. That would be the team that maybe could take them out. But short of that, I mean, that's, you you know, they got to get through Detroit first. Niners are definitely going to the Super Bowl. I, I hate to be a spoiler like that, but like there's, I, I just don't see any possibility who's going to go in there and beat them. 
Bonus pick from Dave. I mean, Martin I just wanted I to float that this. one since it won't be wrapped by the time you know our head-to-head is wrapped here. So, no, it, it's a uh, it's it's great. Martin and I talked about it before week eighteen. We looked at some of these conference odds. Uh, I I know you feel very strongly at minus one forty that the Niners are going to win, and like you wouldn't even take the field at a plus number. But if you were to identify a team, the best value, and I don't have the number up in front of me, I think the best value was the Rams. The Rams to win the conference was like plus like six hundred or something in that ballpark. I think the Cowboys are like plus three fifty, and they might even been higher. I'm sorry, I'm I'm kind of reaching. Maybe Eddie, you can look that up while we're going. Well, look, I mean, Uh, Eddie. Well, uh, Hench Spaghetti and I on the fifteen minute. Um, NFL pregame show, which is now available on YouTube and I think on uh, on Twitter slash X as well. But we all gave our Super Bowl exact picks in front of our wild card round picks. And spoiler alert, we threw them out uh, um, pretty good there. And the I'm looking for my for for what the numbers were on each of our exactas here. Sorry, I want to make sure I have them right. Well, but while yeah. you're looking that up, while you're Go looking ahead. that up, I, let me clean it up real quick. I was wildly off. Uh, the Rams as conference winner are plus twenty two hundred. Cowboys are plus three hundred now after week eighteen. Oh, okay. So plus twenty two hundred. If you are going to make a bet outside of the Niners and you're not going to you know, try to like shatter it to the field, I think the Rams at twenty two hundred is the best value bet in the conference. Well, I mean, yeah, I guess what I, I what I need to say is without giving you the exact exact is go watch uh, the show on uh, YouTube or on Twitter because the thing that I want the relevant piece is, I mean, look behind the Niners, the Cowboys are plus three hundred. The Eagles have the third shortest odds to get to the Super Bowl out of the yeah, whole NFC. If you watch wild. the Eagles play, they're, pl- they're they're eight to one to get to the Super Bowl. That's your third best option. I guess I can buy the Cowboys a little bit, but I mean, after that, it's ridiculous. And as far as that goes, even on the AFC side of things, if you like the Ravens, that's great. But the second shortest odds are the Buffalo Bills at plus 250. Yeah. And then after that, it's Mahomes and company owed to pass deeds, not anything they're doing right now. And then the fourth shortest odds there, are the Dolphins. I mean, it couldn't, it feels, and this is how you get into trouble by insisting that the one seeds are definitely going to go to the Super Bowl. But I mean, for real, there are some underwhelming, some fun stories of teams that can win a game or maybe even two. They're these bottom half playoff teams. I, I feel like maybe I'll get burned by this in a week or two, but like, it feels like they have no chance of making a run. There's not, well, I know there's stories about wild cards running to the Super Bowl. That ain't happening this year. Yeah, I mean, that's why they play the games though, right? Like Eddie has, seen two, Eddie has seen two Super Bowl titles on the backs of teams that somebody at some place was saying that they had no chance to make it to the Super Bowl. So I don't know. I don't know if this year feels different. I mean, you're you're one of the primos uh, NFL historians. Does this year actually feel that much different to you that like the five, six, seven seats are that much weaker than they have been in previous years? Well, I mean, you always have these bum divisions that claim the, you know, the fourth slot. Um, and it's kind of, it's still new. And so we'll see. I'm not a math guy, but I can do simple math. And we've only had one team getting a buy per conference for only a couple of years now. So let's see what it looks like after five years and 10 years. But the the, the obvious lame, but but. Um, definitive point that I'll keep making is if you get a buy, you are way more likely to get to the Super Bowl. It's inarguable. Yeah. All these games are coin flips, basically, right? And so if you get to, if you have to win, if you have to get heads right twice versus getting heads right three times, I I think we can all kind of figure out the advantage you have there. And that's 
you know, the advantage that the Ravens and Niners have here. Yeah, well, I, I definitely agree with that point. It's hard to argue with such cold, hard facts coming from you, Dave. Uh, let's go ahead and give out our cred picks so that we can get on and get into these games, get into the weekend. So what do you have in the cred category? Well, I've gone again around and around and, you know, the the Chiefs, I'm underwhelmed by them. I think they should take care of business just because of how decimated the Dolphins are. But that's uninspired to go in that direction. I'm going to go back home. Sunday, 1 p.m. Eastern, assuming they kick off despite the conditions um, out there. I'm going to go with, I'm going to leave this one. Let's let's team up on this one. I was going to okay. go Mason Rudolph over four and a half rush yards. He's going to, I mean, the you know, he's going to have to take off at some point. The receivers are going to be cover, covered up. It's going to be like, I shouldn't air this one out given the wind and conditions out here. He'll tuck it and run. That could happen on one play, obviously. Jalen Warren, though, should also go over 36 and a half. And I think this number is owed to people reacting to Najee Harris getting almost all the touches in week 18 against the Ravens because Jalen Warren fumbled early and Mike Tomlin wisely does not abide turnovers from his running backs. And so he leaned on Najee Harris. It will be a new day for Jalen Warren. He will get a new shot as long as he doesn't fumble. He should go over 36 and a half now. Do I do either one of those individually or do we go Mergler and parlay them together there up to plus 275? Warren over 36 and a half, Rudolph over four and a half pays out plus 275. Is that the best? Well, we're like a we're in a princess bride scenario here where we're in a competition. Like I know, but are you helping me or not? I'm not sure you can actually trust my advice. But I say, spaghetti. I, you, what do you think? I say you got to live, baby. You're not somebody who's surviving, Dave. You got to live. Well, spaghetti is responsible for all the player props on the 15 minute show, so I'll defer to him on this. What do you think? Which of those three options do you like best, spaghetti? Rudolph over four and a half rushing yards. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I love the. I will, uh, that's been my thing all year. Has been the the quarterback rush yards over. All you need is really one scramble to get that. I I love anything single digits. I love. Great, done and done. Mason Rudolph right. over four and a half rush yards. How how about that, everybody? Let's see if the two of you guys can combine together to beat me. It's going to take both of you this time, apparently. On the crud side, I've really got to go after you. Say going Mergler. I'm going full Mergler here, Dave. This one's crazy, and even I admit it. I am going with a four leg parlay. That pays out oh, at geez. plus 246, but they're correlated. Chiefs on the money line and Mahomes over 1.5 passing touchdowns combined with Cowboys on the money line and Dak over 1.5 passing touchdowns. So not as wild as you might have previously thought. On the uh, on the Chiefs side, I obviously like them in this game given all the defensive injuries to Miami and given the weather that Miami is going to be faced and might neutralize some of their speed. Um, and because their defense is devastated, why wouldn't I like Mahomes to go out with something to prove to get multiple touchdown passes as he's done in 11 out of 14 times hmm. in his career in the postseason, including the last six. So if I like them in the game, there's no reason I shouldn't like Mahomes on the two touchdowns that I can come up with again, besides possible weather. But I think that's just going to be cold and wind's not going to be as big a factor there. Hopefully uh, over on the Giants. Oh, I'm sorry. Over on the Cowboys side, obviously like them to come out and win this game against the Packers. And I I think Dak is the sleeping giant of the quarterbacks. Spaghetti, I heard you guys putting together your fantasy team. I will be putting mine together. And Dak is the guy I am leaning towards riding to uh, put up three or four big games. And I said, or four, because I have not conceded the Niners quite yet. 
uh, in this postseason. I think it starts in the wild card round. Ten of his last 11 games were in multiple TDs, and I just don't think the Packs can keep up with the Cowboys. So I like the Cowboys to win and cover, but I'm just taking the money line here because I don't need to go crazy. I just need to get the plus 246 to catch you. I definitely agree with both of the Cowboys uh, portions of this, and I do suspect that the money line is enough to give the to give you the um, the Chiefs part of it. The one I'm mo- would be most nervous about, and even that, based on the number you just said, six in a row uh, of multiple touchdown passes. So uh, my concern level is low, even though it's four legs to it. I kind of like it. Uh, I all like right, it. you kind of like. Do you like it enough to tail it, or are you going to fail me on something else? Hail it. Hail it. I laughed at your thing. I think that shows growth from me over the course of this episode to ride with you. I mocked you for insisting on uh, on all these parlays, and now I'm going to jump in on your most extensive yet. Four legs. Damashek in. I guess that makes Damashek's sense. Damashek's in. All right, well, I've, I got to I like continue it. It's to... Smart. It does make sense. Right. Well, it also not swinging me. for the fences, but adding them up combines to a juicy payout. I like it. There you go. And uh, because game theory requires me to fail a bit, even though I know I'm living dangerously, I'm going to lean into Damashek the Jinx, and he would be secretly happy if he lost this bet. I am going to uh, fail your puck line for the Caps at home on Saturday. So, Eddie, you and I are riding together at 1 p.m. when the puck drops tomorrow. And then I can t- uh, get right back into these NFL games, which will probably actually determine the contest. That was great, Dave. We could get all the games. You hit them all in the 15-minute show. You, you're done talking football, right? You've said everything. You have all your thoughts out there. You have nothing else to think about the sport. Nothing else to do. That's it. I'm just going to put my feet up for the next month and watch ball. Oh, no, well, no. You- I, I think I'll keep talking about all of it. I think I'm going to keep talking about it. We talk about it. On the now mentioned multiple times here, the 15-minute NFL pregame show. Find that on YouTube and or Minus 3 Pod on Twitter and Instagram and all the rest of it there. And uh, we had a fun time with um, Martin Weiss and Sarah Tiana on Extra Points this week. Great week of shows and the Buffalo Steelers game deep dove by Chris Carter and Chris Trapasso on the earlier episode of minus three talking about the weather who that favors and the matchups all the rest of it uh it's been a good week of talking and I suspect I will not be able to bite my tongue I will continue to talk about football but it's been a delight to kibitz with you this week on this program it has been. And unfortunately for you, you got to keep it just a little bit more. You okay. jumped the gun. You did all your plugs. Oh, I thought you, know, you were wrapping it up. Our sponsors. Uh, and then I'm going to give out a second guess express. You don't have to because you gave out the Niners, but I'll, I'll give you the mic space. If you have another pick, you can give it out right after this. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly, it's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. 
to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. All right, we are back, and I just got one more pick to give out, and I think Dave does have another one after all, which is a, a real treat for you at home since he can't seem to lose this week. Uh, I am going to go in my second guest express with one of Spaghetti and I's mutual favorite bets, which is Josh Allen over .5 INT. If we had the we had the three-car garage sound, I feel like we would be giving it off right now because this also aligns with Check and his love for the Steelers. He is his minus 113 in this game. Uh, over the weekend, and it's just like death taxes and Josh Allen interceptions are the only things you could really count on. 12 of his last 13, 14 out of 17 on the season. It's somehow, despite that, still sits at around even money every single week, and I bet it every single week, and I don't even need to take this show anymore. I can just go ahead and spend my money on making on Josh Allen picks. I don't even need to record this. It seems to have been a guaranteed winner for the last half of the season, and I don't see any reason it shouldn't continue against the Steelers in Wild card weekend i certainly hope that trend continues i don't know why I've, of all the things and i don't think that means that the steelers definitely would lose if you say josh allen zero ints well then obviously that means the steelers have no chance i don't know i think they're they're fixated on that on both sides i do think pat pete now joined back there by minka fitzpatrick and uh, demonte kazee and all that this is what Ter- uh, terrell austin and mike tomlin have wanted for a couple of years bunch of DBs that they can rotate and confuse you with. Josh Allen is susceptible to confusion. I kind of yeah. like that. I'll give you my, I mentioned them earlier just to pay it off. And it's, it will transcend my time on trendy this week. I say Niners over Ravens in the Super Bowl uh, as my exact, uh, that pays out. At, uh, that's a six to one spaghetti goes Niners over bills. That's nine to one. And Hench goes Cowboys over chiefs as juicy as it gets among the three of us on minus three. That's uh plus 4,000 rolling the dice there. It's a fun one. Um, but those are, uh, those are our future plays there. I, 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 the Ravens I'm less keen on because I think the AFC is deeper, but I still think that's just, this is your Super Bowl. Sorry. It's uninspired, but I think that's what it's going to be. Well, plus 4,000 is super interesting because I imagine that was pretty close to the favorite on the exacta uh, prior to the season. It was probably closer to like plus ah, 1,100, yeah, right. 1,200. So like it's interesting to think that we just watched 18 weeks worth of football to snap back to what we thought in August before they put on a snap at all. That's my cardinal rule. I keep saying it to myself and to Hench and to Spaghetti. I just keep saying like what you think is true in August. Just put your head down and abide by it. Unless like it's Joe Burrow is out for the season kind of event for the team you're picking. Like just ride. Like it's week to week. It's up and down. It's a roller coaster. Just just uh just show me the the bend of the earth when it's all done. Like that's I, I think that's what you should do. Like if yeah. you thought they were gonna be good in August, then they uh, then then don't vary too much from that over the course of the season. Plus 4,000 is a heck of a payout for that, uh, for sticking to that. Uh, All right. Well, we, uh, you've already done our plug. So I'll just quickly add Covered in Glory came out yesterday, had a great episode there. Uh, I have had a real great time kibitzing with you this week. I'm sure that you will be back multiple times throughout the year. And uh, speaking of a very familiar guest, Brad Evans will be joining us next week to give his spin on the NFL playoff experience. So we will see you then. 
uh, I don't have to tell you to go out and enjoy Wild Card Weekend because if you if you need my advice to enjoy this part of the season, this show is not for you. So really revel in it, really spend the time with it, really say goodbye to your friends and family, watch all six games, have a great weekend. We'll see you on Monday. Take care, everyone. 